Broadcasting from Chico, California, this is the Barbless Fly Fishing Podcast, where we discuss NorCal fly fishing, guiding, fishery science and management, conservation, and more. Know better, fish better. Here's your hosts, Chad Alderson and Nick Hanna. This episode of the Barbless Fly Fishing Podcast is brought to you by California Trout. Working throughout the state to ensure we have resilient wild fish thriving in healthy waters for a better California. Support Caltrout's innovative science-based work by becoming a member or donating today at caltrout.org. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Barbless Fly Fishing Podcast. This is a special episode um, talking about the COVID-19 pandemic that's going on. It is now a pandemic. Um, it is, what's the date, fellas? Is the 23rd today or the 24th? It's the 24th. It's hard to know what day it is right now. Yeah, you know, the days just kind of blend together when you're locked in your house. So, yeah, it's March 24th, uh, 3 p.m. We normally don't call out the dates on these episodes, but for um, the annals of history and for the uh, continuity in these shows. So if you're listening to them, you should be listening to this series, at least in in order, because if you don't, you're going to be very confused. Um, But you wanted to call out the dates so you guys know, you know, give you some context for our discussion. So, you know, cause things may, may get changed, may change We're we're not at the inflection point yet. So it's supposed to be getting worse before it gets better. Um, in terms of the, the, um, what do they call it? The bump or whatever, but in, any- in some, in some good news, the market was up record, a record day to day. So there's some good news out there. Okay. Whether well, or not that holds, I, who knows? <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Um, all right, so on the phone with us is, is George Ravel. George, how are you doing? Oh, I'm right, riding the roller coaster right now, man. Yeah, dude. Um, but uh, all, all things considered, you know, pretty good, healthy. Yeah. Family's good. Everything's uh, everything's okay. Yeah, and, and George is the owner-operator of Lost Coast Outfitters located in basically – you're what what part of the city or aka san francisco are you in i don't i haven't been to the brick and mortar yet we're at the confluence man that's that's where we like to be we're uh, right where chinatown meets the financial district meets north beach meets uh, jackson square so uh we're we're two blocks north of the trans-american pyramid okay cool well um you know having starting a retail store takes some balls Starting in, especially in fly fishing, starting a retail store in San Francisco takes bigger balls. Um, so, what before we we get into um, you know what's going on on the ground today? Can you kind of talk about your background and what led you to the, the San Francisco and then actually starting a starting a store? Because there's there you know the the hardcore people know who you are. The people that do the shows know who you are, but there's, I think there's a significant amount of people that probably don't know who you are or about, about the company. So if we can kind of give them a little background first and then, yeah, yeah, I'll try, try to keep it uh, brief, but I I grew up in uh, Anderson, California and, um, fishing, you know, fishing was a passion of mine from a very young age. I grew up, uh, on Cow Creek in the lower, lower Sacramento river. So I've been fishing since I was a, a little guy and had uh, tons of great mentors and uh, in the local casting community and fly tying community that are there in Reading and um, was really <clears throat> lucky to uh, learn a lot from a very young age. And I worked for uh, Orvis out in Manchester, Vermont and traveled around doing all their fly fishing shows and 
um, was a competitive caster for, for a good number of years and um, moved to San Francisco in 2006 uh, to go to college at University of San Francisco. I was still working for Orvis at the time. And, um, and then uh, an opportunity came up at uh, Leland Fly Fishing Outfitters, uh, which was a shop in downtown San Francisco. Worked, worked there as their director of operations for six years and worked the floor and um, was very fortunate to work with a lot of great people and learn a lot of great things, uh, both, you know, what to do, what not to do in a retail operation. And when they closed and Orvis closed in San Francisco, I just saw this uh, phenomenal opportunity to, to open a shop. It wasn't immediately clear, but uh, jumped on it. And uh, man, <laughs> how naive I was. I thought it would be pretty easy. Um but uh, seven years later, uh, <laughs> the hits keep coming. Uh, but I love it. I love uh, all the people I work with, uh, clients and staff and vendors and guides. I'm, I'm very fortunate to uh, have made, at least for the moment, uh, my passion, uh, my my work. Yeah, man. Like when I first got into fly fishing, I guess it's been like four years now. Um, you know, my, my background is a lot of people that listen to the show now is, is technology and, you know, and, and software design and branding and stuff like that. And when I got into the industry or into the fly fishing space, your brand like popped out. I was like, damn, this thing is just tight. It's so well put together. And, you know, I know you, you said you kind of like took a big leap and everything, but you do make it look easy. I know it's super hard. Um, you know, as, 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 uh, Nick and I are learning, um, but geez, you've done such a great job with the brand and just everything you do, you know, the whole thing, every, every part of the brand that you put out there is just, it's tight and it's considered, you know what I mean? Like I still haven't been in the retail store, but if you just look at your, you know, your booth, even, you know, everything, your, the videos you guys put out the booth, everything, it's just tight, you know, and it's kind of like, that's the, that's the ideal I think for in this day and age for, especially if you're going to run a, a brick and mortar fly shop, you guys kind of set the standard. I think personally, that's how I feel about it. Well, I appreciate that. Um, you know, it's not, you know, it's kind of funny. It's just all, all the pieces do tend to come together. Um, you know, when you've been doing it for so long, you know, for example, you know, our whole booth is made up of fixtures from the Orvis San Jose store that closed. And that came together because I've known Steve for, you know, 15 years and he was a store manager and now works for me. When they closed that store, he gave me a call and said, Hey, I've got a great deal on a bunch of fixtures if you want them. And so, uh, you know, the store is built without old parts from uh, the old Beeland shop in, in San Francisco. And um, so it's, you know, it's just sort of come together um, by just, being in the business for a long time it's authentic you know it's our, our true passion you know when when you see i mean when you just see how it's been put together it, it really at least i hope it, it conveys that that we're authentic and we're not we're not here in the short term we're really here for the long term um, because it is our passion yeah i mean it you're you i get that sense man it, it i think you're hitting it it's pretty cool and then also like you've been able to figure out how to weave like services in really in a really compelling way with your, your brick and mortar stuff too. Can you kind of talk about, you know, the, 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 all the casting lessons you're doing in the city and all the other stuff that just the, I think the extracurricular events that a lot of, I think fly shops don't do. Um, can you kind of talk about those a bit and, and kind of talk yeah, about the, the journey and the evolution of those? Yeah. I mean, 
uh, you know, from the day that I started uh, Las Cosas, I'm a very, very passionate about education, you know, teaching people things and being generous with um, time and knowledge has been um, something that's been instilled in me for a very long time, because that's the way my mentors acted towards me as they were very generous with their time and knowledge and, and taught me a lot. And so I've built that into the company. So we teach casting lessons. Um, I'm out at the Golden Gate England and Casting Club almost every morning teaching from um, 7 to 8 and 8 to 9 a.m. That's how I start most days. And then um, we have, you know, fly tying education. Um, we teach surf clinics. Um, we do uh, a lot of gear service. So if you come into our shop, you know, the, the cash register isn't just a cash register. It's, it's like a tool workstation, like a bike shop, you know, all our tools and you know, we've got like 15 different types of reel lubricants, depending on the different reels, and we can repair rods um, on on site without having to send stuff in. So, you know, kind of taking, you know, all of the knowledge that we've accumulated, not just from me, but from staff members to be able to um, achieve things that, that most fly shops aren't going to do. And, and that's our big, you know, we want to be different. We don't want to be just another fly shop. Um, we want to be part of the community, somebody you can rely on. And somebody's going to go above and beyond um, services that you would receive other places. So that's, um, you know, we try not to do anything um, to standard. Uh, we try and go above that. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, Nick, do you have any questions before we, we press on? No, no. I think that what he just hit on is, is yeah. fantastic. It just it made me think about my fly shot days, but, you know, just the rod uh just like fixing a rod tip, you know, somebody comes in, they have a rod tip broken. And if you're able to throw a tip top back on and get that person out fly fishing, I mean, um, without having to send your rod off, you know, just, and then not tying, uh, learning to tie a knot right there on the spot. It's, it's a lot easier than getting on YouTube or, you know, looking through a book and that service is just unparalleled. You can't, I mean, you can't beat that. So I think that's awesome, yeah. uh, George, that you're doing that. And I think you're, and obviously you're, you're going to, you're going to succeed by continuing that that type of service, you know, because it's just differentiating yourself from everybody else. So it's, it's, it's funny, you know, it's not always, you know, people, I think, uh, you know, especially people who get, you know, are new to the sport, you know, it's like, um, we, we had one guy recently, he, he had bought in a, he purchased a rod and, uh, his friend had broken the tip and, um, I have the same rod and he was going on a trip and I was like, Hey, I'll just give you the tip from my rod and I'll send mine back in so you can make your trip. And, um, and then he, he's like, Oh, that's, that's awesome, man. I really appreciate it. And Hey, I was looking at this other ride. Can you, can you give it to me for 20% off? And I'm like, Dude, <laughs> like I just offered you like the best service in the world. <laughs> now you, you want to like cut out anything I would have made. Uh, and that's some, and then, you know, so it's, it's, it's kind of a, you know, I, you, you just, you battle a little bit with, um, that's, that's all, you know, that's kind of the hard part is right. It's, um, you're not getting paid to to tie that knot or fix well, that rod. Making, but, I mean, nobody's making any money at this. I mean, we do it because right. we love it. So, yeah, um, right. you know, we, we, making making your famous is nice. And, you know, to be in San Francisco, uh, just the rent alone is, is exorbitant. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, that, that's the challenge is kind of you, you do have to make, make money or at least break even and, um, you know, pay yourself a little bit. But, uh, you know, when you have a, a guy driving a Porsche who's asking you for a, a, a discount, you're like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, 
talk about the clientele there because I, you know, it, it's, is it a mixed bag? I mean, do you have, are there some sticks that live in the area that have to work down there and there, but they, they, you know, they fish every weekend or is, are they, are they mostly like, I don't know, almost like collectors that come in and they want to learn like how to cast, but maybe aren't too interested in going out on like destination trips or anything. What's the, what's the mix of people like? Oh yeah. We've got all, all, I mean, it's San Francisco. We got all types. Um, but you know, generally, I mean, especially with the advent of the surf fishing, you yeah. know, um, people are fishing a lot more. Um, yeah. and I think that, that that's one of the things when I opened the shop, you know, I was seeing, it was becoming harder to fish and not easier to fish. And I think what we've done is, is made it easier to go fishing and, and to be that voice reminding you that, that the rivers are there for you and, and the surf is there for you whenever you need it and, and kind of inspiring people to get out there more. And I think we've done a really good job at that. Um, you know, if you go out to the casting ponds, there's people who just cast and, and never really fish. And that's cool. You know, whatever, you know, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm not out there to, to judge anybody um you know we're, we're just here to be supportive and if you want a fly line that's gonna cast really sweet at the casting ponds we're more than happy to set it up for you and if you want something that's gonna uh toss a jadicator and a two ssgs on the trinity we will we'll help you out there too yeah and he just he basically just used some jargon there people for the ones that are new he talked about a bobber and some weights and yeah, the, exactly. and, the, yeah. and the line required to turn that that kind of a system over so um okay um yeah what was i gonna oh yes now i remember um so do you do you ever get people that come in and they're just coming in for like mental health reasons because we talk about this a lot on the show i mean i know personal experience has been that it's kind of like helps me if i you know i, I have i'll go through times where i'm down and you know have some depression issues once in a while and if I go out and fish, like if I'm in a three day funk, if I go out and fish and I'm like the next day, the fourth day, it's like, boom, I'm out of it. And I'm wondering if there are there people in the, prof- you know, professionals that are coming in or whatnot, what have you that come in and, and they're, have they talked about this kind of phenomenon as, as just kind of like this mindfulness and peace of mind thing for them? Oh, ab- absolutely. I mean, I, I think a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, you know, and that, that was a lot of us choosing our location was, you know, we're, we're just outside where the buildings are really tall. You know, when you're in, when you're in the downtown area and you're, you know, you've got 30, 40 story buildings, you know, towering above you and cars everywhere. It's pretty, you know, you just, you feel that stress. And so, you know, our shop is literally a block and a half from where all that, that is. And so, you know, my, my blood pressure would drop when I would go from the old shop to the new shop. Mm. Um, and then, trying to create a space that was, you know, is comfortable and kind of more homey and less, uh, less like a retail, uh, store, but a little bit more of a, you know, a, you know, residence than a, than a retail store clubhouse or something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, folks do come in. It's like come in on their lunch break, just chat fishing get their mind off, whatever they're, they're focusing on and just kind of reframe, you know, they might be planning for a trip that's a month away or a trip on the weekend or, striper fishing and asking about the tides you know in the morning or um whatever it is it just kind of takes their mind off it and um, we see that um and we see people uh relax when they get into the store and that's you know that's a rewarding thing to be be there for people and provide that relief um for sure yeah well it's it's really you know it's really cool what you've been able to do you know given given just the rent alone right um that's like 
it's pretty impressive. But uh, <laughs> what I wanted to talk about was, um, you know, with with COVID nineteen coming down the well, it's 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 on in our face now. Um, you know, this time this time last week, what was the situation on the street? Because I think we had just gotten the shelter. You guys had just gotten the shelter in place, or has it been about? 10? Yeah. So uh, Monday, uh, I mean Monday, I was standing there with. Um, Ben and Steve were standing in the shop. We just gotten the news that uh, San Francisco is going into shelter in place at midnight. Mm-hmm. And um, we got nothing done that day. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, I don't even, you know, just like, where do you start? Like, how do you, how do you go from here? Um, and uh, so we were a little bit dazed and confused for a couple hours. And, um, you know, and, and then, and then from there, you know, kind of the luxury of being confused. Uh, quickly left and and it was just starting to plan okay what do we need to do to to get through this and um so it was you know scheduling a meeting with the landlord start conversations about you know what are we going to do about rent um checking in with the employees um you know seeing what they needed uh and 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 how are we going to get people to buy things without a storefront um because you know we really you know, we have a website. It's not something that we've invested. I mean, we have invested a lot of time, but it's not our primary focus. Our primary focus has always been the shop and the customers walking through our front door. Um, that's that's who we've always put the most stock in because that's our local community. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so it's it's like looking at the website. We don't have fly time materials on our website. So, you know, we've been making a huge push to get fly time materials on our website the last, last couple of days. Um, and... Uh, and then, you know, all the government assistant programs kind of rolling through and regulations and, and trying to understand what, what all of that means for us. And, um, it's, yeah, it's been a, it's been a, a very challenging time. And, um, you know, and, and having a lot of older customers who are, you know, have become close friends and, and reaching out to them and seeing if, if they need anything, um, as things get closed down and, you know, if they need food or, or aren't aren't going out so um full plate for sure <laughs> um, but uh you know I, I i do think that you know the shelter in place is, is a, a necessary a necessary step you know i wish it would be almost a, a level further and just literally stop everything for for a, you know a month and uh that or you know the, the half step to me just doesn't really i don't know how much sense it makes but um yeah. Well, I'm I'm not a I'm not a uh, I'm not a doctor, so don't take don't don't take anything I say there seriously. Well, I think <laughs> the do- I think the doctor would agree with you. I don't know if that, but the other stakeholders might not. Um, yeah. Yeah. So okay, on the on the um, on the conversations with the landlord, and I don't need don't give me like any specifics, but I assume you have friends that have retail in in the city. And I assume you guys are talking. Are they? Are they? Are the landlords working with the the folks that are renting? Are they being? You know, are they digging their heels in? Like, have you heard any? Yeah, any- I mean, it's a it's a case by case basis. You know, um, ultimately, you know, I again, I you know, I chose. I felt comfortable about leasing the spot that I did because um, the landlord I was dealing with, I liked him. Um, he's a good person. Um, he's available um, and he viewed our relationship as a partnership. So, you know, if I go out of business, um, he's not going to make any money, yeah. you know? And, um, so he, he's, he's receptive, you know, we haven't worked out 
any specific agreements yet, but you know, he's, he's obviously sympathetic and he's in the same boat as I'm in. If you look at the building, you know, there's, there's another vacant space. There's uh, a bridal um, store. They're not selling many wedding dresses right now. Mm-hmm. Um, a skincare place and uh, uh, like a women's boutique. And, you know, I talked to the women's boutique and they basically have resigned at closing. Um, they, they figured this would, would ruin them for sure. Um, and so, you know, he's, you know, he's, in the same boat I am trying to figure it out. So, you know, we got to work together to, to, to survive. Yeah. What's, what's the city been like, um, you know, just in the evolution of this whole process and just like foot traffic and cars driving. And I mean, are people, you see people fishing and I want, I wanted to talk about this at, at some point is, you know, we've been seeing a lot of people, um, taking advantage of this situation and just going out to the rivers and getting outside and going fishing and then you see, you know, you see some guides upset that people are still guiding and taking people fishing and, and not, you know, abiding by this quarantine. And it's, it's just kind of interesting times, but, um, I'm sure we can talk about that a little bit more, but, um, yeah, I was just curious about what it was, what it's been like there, you know? Um, so, you know, San Francisco is, um, you know, a lot of bars and restaurants have plywood over the windows. Um, so that's kind of eerie. Mm-hmm. Um, not not much traffic not many people walking around you know coming in on the bridge you know we've been going to the shop um about once a day to to fill orders you know being being super careful i mean when i pull up the gate on the front of the store um and you know it's like full hand wash you know rubber gloves everything you know just taking every precaution possible to um you know to not spread or you know, or get the coronavirus. Um, I'm, I'm less worried about getting it, more worried about spreading. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I probably should be more worried about getting it. Um, but San Francisco, it's, it's a, it's more or less a ghost town. You see some people walking around and you see groups, of some younger kids hanging out, but it's, it's pretty desolate right now. Have, have a lot of people like bugged out and gone to their, you know, parents or, or just relatives out of, out of the, you know, the, the intense urban population there, they just kind of like gone into the, you know, I, don't I, know, I definitely get that sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of the, a lot of people who have, you know, second homes and things like that probably took the opportunity to, to head out there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and head to parents' house or, you know, friend's house that are outside the city. Um, Ben who works for me, he's staying with me here. Um, you know, just so that way, you know, yeah. we're the only two, people interacting with each other. Um, and, you know, and then, you know, on the topic of, you know, going fishing, um, I think, I think everybody needs to be very careful with that. Um, you know, while it is, this is extremely, you know, uh, mentally taxing time and, and definitely looking for that relief that you were, uh, alluding to earlier, Chad, um, you know, crossing County lines, filling up gas pumps, you know, all that stuff is, you're, you're putting yourself and other people at risk. And so, you know, my approach has been, you know, stay away from the, you know, anything that I think is going to be remotely populated um, and using it as an opportunity. Like on Sunday, I went and walked, you know, six and a half miles of sloughs with Ben uh, and we didn't see anybody. Um, 
you know, I definitely could have gone to the spot where I know I could have caught fish, but there would have been like two or three other people there. And it's like, why, you know, why, why even take that risk and go check out some new spots and try and get away from people. Um, I think that's kind of, you know, limiting your human interaction is, is really important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's well, in a, person. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a, when I first started fishing my first year, I, I went solo a lot and you know, if, it's a good time to, it's a good excuse to go solo. If you're going to go, just make sure you tell somebody where you're going to go. And I think to, to George's point, don't go anywhere where you're going to have to fuel twice, you know? And if you do fuel, wear some gloves, you know, just be smart about it. Or if you're going to go, if you absolutely can't go by yourself, um, maybe take two cars, you know, if you absolutely need the fix. Hey, George, um, you mentioned that you are fulfilling orders. Can you just plug that real quick for our listeners? Um, I don't know if you're, you got fly time kits or materials that you can send out or, or what that what that means. But yeah, can, a couple, a couple things. Explain that real quick. Yeah, so um, we're available. Um, so, yeah, we've got full complement of, you know, flies, fly time materials. We've just added uh, to our website, like, um, 6, 12, 18, and 24 packs of flies for all the major rivers in California to make it really easy to say, hey, I'm going to the Yuba, choose out, we're going to pick out, you know, 6 or 12 or however many choose of the best flies for the current season. Um, you know, for the Yuba, for, you know, whatever river you want, we, we put them all in there. So um, that's one option for flies. We have a website, which um, has most everything on it. I mean, we have a lot more inventory in our shop than we have on our website. You know, as I mentioned, you know, we've been very community focused on, on our local community. I've only really started investing in the website because we found that our, some of our customers would prefer to shop online and they prefer to shop online with us. Um, so we've been building that out over time. Um, so that's an option. And then we're always a, a phone call away at, uh, you know, 415-483-2278. Um, or an email away to be able to help you out. Um, but I do think, you know, if you're listening to this and you're in, you know, Sacramento, I mean, you should be hitting up your shops in Sacramento. Uh, and now I think that's, you know, I sent out a message last week, uh, in a blog post, um, that was, was really around us, but you know, the concept was being shopping local and, and I think it can be applied to, you know, wherever you are and whatever you're looking to buy. I think it's really important time to invest in our communities whether it's grocery shopping um you know tr- try and find a local grocery who's trying to survive through all this um you know whole foods is going to be okay yeah um you know and uh you know i hope the upshot of all of this is, you know one of the upshots is that you know we we realize that the community and um you know for example the ability to manufacture and i'll just make um, one small tangent here is I, I was speaking with uh, Casey Walsh, uh, who was the former president of Sims, and uh, they're retooling the waiter factory right now to make N95 masks and garb oh, wow. for um, uh, for medical professionals. So, wow, um, pr- pretty cool. You know that having that ability in Bozeman, Montana, um, when everybody else is outsourced waiter manufacturing. Um, yeah, it just uh, it, it was cool to hear about and um i'm really proud of them for for making that change is that is that some, i keep hearing a buzzing is is there somebody getting text messages and it's buzzing is that what's going on probably george he's, he's a busy man right now yeah sorry yeah i'm getting some emails okay no worries um i'll try can, and turn it off here do you after the call can i get um 
you've got a vibrator that that's low on batteries there, buddy. <laughs> Plug that thing in. Um, can, can I get, can I get, uh, contact information for the, the, the dude at Sims? Because that would be interesting to talk about like how they read, what are, you know, the steps to retool a factory and, you know, to go from, yeah, waiter, absolutely. from go to waiters to mass seems like a leap big leap so that, that that'd be interesting. yeah i mean they 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 you know it's all sewing and um yeah. they're you know never gonna you know they're gonna breathe well right <laughs> yeah of course of course <laughs> <that's math. laughs> that's funny um okay so you talk you were talking about mitigation steps and and obviously you guys are ramping up inventory on the on the website you're talking to your your landlord about you know maybe getting a, a reprieve on the on the um the lease is there anything else that you're working on yeah, I mean, touching base with, you know, all of our, you know, all the guys we work closely with, all of our vendors, you know, it's, I, I don't think you can have enough communication right now, um, yeah. you know, with, with people in your, you know, in your community. Um, and yeah, so talking with, our, you know, our, our vendors saying, you know, what's your situation? I mean, a lot of our vendors are probably not going to be shipping here pretty soon. Um, you know, uh, we've gotten more than one notice of companies that are, are stopping production, stopping shipping. Um, all of these things are, are starting to come into play. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's important for me to understand, understand what the, you know, next two, three days look like. I'm not even worried about weeks, months. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm one day at a time right now. So, um, you know, just trying to get a clear picture of where they're at and how I can be helpful to them and, and understand how they might be able to help me. Yeah. Uh, um, you are... And then other shops as well. You know, I, I, I had a call with, uh, you know, um, Justin Miller over at the fly shop the other day, just check in with him, see how he's doing. And, um, you know, I called uh, Flywater Travel up in Ashland, Oregon, was chatting, you know, the travel companies are getting hammered right now. I mean, they're having to cancel trips and they're dealing with all these lodges and, um, you know, that the logistics of that's a, a nightmare. Yeah. Um, but you know, everybody's staying pretty, pretty positive, pretty upbeat about it and trying to, just trying to get through it. Yeah. And, and you touched on a, on a point that I just want to pull, pull a thread on a little bit more. And that's around, um, you know, you, you said being able to communicate with these over communicate almost with, with folks that you're, you know, you're in a business relationship with either they owe you money or you owe them money is typically how it works. Um, you know, rather than, you know, get in your own head in terms of like thinking through worst case scenarios and, you know, trying to decide how they're going to react if you can't pay on time or how you're going to react if somebody comes up to you and, and asks, you know, if they can get, you know, a couple weeks, a couple more weeks or three more weeks or they just can't pay rather than like spin that top in your head. It is good to just call these folks and get on the phone and, you know, we're, it's kind of everybody's got, they're in the same boat, Right. And I think that if everybody talks to their supply chain up and down, you know, north and south, come in accounts receivable and accounts and accounts payable, that um, you know, you have those discussions, be transparent about it, and I think you'd be surprised it, it will relieve some stress if you can do that. I've had to do that. Absolutely, you know, I've um, had to do that myself, and and it, you know, yep. talking from experience, it did relieve some stress. So that's a tip. Yeah, that, I, I think that's uh, a really important note. I, you know, I've worked uh, for other places and, you know, I, I call it uh, sticking your head in the sand, you know, um, where you're trying to ignore a problem and, yeah. um, you know, and, and there's usually an easy solution to it out there as long as you communicate and, um, 
you know, that, that's, that's one of the great things about this industry. And what I, what I love about it is there's so many, so many great people and people who are, you know, here for the long haul and know that this is just a, this is a blip, hopefully, you know, that, yeah. that we're going to get through this and we get on the other side of it. We'll, the strong will get stronger and the weak will probably go away. But, um, you know, I hope I'm on the getting stronger side, uh, through our best. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, what else? Um, there was, there was something else to do with the, your attitude towards things and your character, just going back to what you said about hoping all the other shops, you know, succeed. I mean, that, that says a lot about who you are. And, um, I think that's, you know, it's going to, that's going to make you, it already is making you stronger and, you know, definitely get, you know, as you said, day by day, do it one day at a time. Um, well, just, you know, be a step ahead just in that, just thinking that, you know, one note on that is, you know, when our manufacturers aren't shipping, I mean, that, that's the other, other thing I haven't really touched on is the nightmare of getting shipments right now, right now, mm. you know, um, in San Francisco, uh, UPS and FedEx, you know, they just, everything's a nightmare to try and, you know, we've had boxes, we've been trying to get redirected and, you know, it causes a lot of, um, a lot more additional work than we'd normally be dealing with. Um, and so, you know, our, our manufacturers likely a lot of them won't be shipping a week from now. And so, you know, we're going to have to use our network of fly shops to, you know, help, help each other out and fulfill orders. You know, I might have a rod that, you know, fly fishing specialties or, or the fly shop needs, and they might have one that I need, uh, for a customer. So, you know, <laughs> we got to work together to, to, to all try and, and pull out of this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just going to, it, it is going to take, you know, us, everyone working in, in concert with each other, that's, uh, you know, from the, the consumer to the retailer to the supply chain all the way down, you know? Absolutely. Um, you know, that's, uh, the, you know, the other, the other aspect of this is, you know, I'm on the, on the Caltrop board and, uh, you know, we're, we're planning a, an auction for, uh, you know, a, a, the biggest fundraiser of the year for, for May 1st. Uh, and we're, we're moving that to a virtual format. Um, and so, you know, again, it's, you know, a challenge, you know, a challenging time to be, uh, working on, you know, asking companies for, for donations. And, and, um, I've been pleasantly surprised with how receptive everybody is to, you know, to still being generous and giving, yeah. uh, throughout this process. And, and, and I, that's, that's one note I would also like to stress is our customers have, have, uh, really stepped up they bought a lot of gift certificates they've um you know even just words of support and encouragement are huge um you know when when you go into a small business i joke that uh you know it's just one kick in the balls after the next um you know with uh intermittent good times yeah um, that's, but that's a that's a light way of putting it <laughs> yeah totally so so this you know we we had our shop broken into three times and uh and at the end of the year last year and and so we're we're just kind of getting over that hurdle and, and then this this comes down our, our pipeline and um you know i'm i'm not i'm not a not a quitter but you know the thought crosses your mind is like oh my god what is this gonna end um so just to get get a, a nice note from a customer who, who says how much they appreciate what you're doing is is, is really cool and, and it doesn't take much effort and I'm not, I'm not uh, asking for everybody to send me nice notes, but if, you know, if there's a business in your community that you appreciate, um, they'd probably appreciate a word of encouragement right now. 
Yeah. And I mean, on that note, if you guys want to like do something that, you know, is measurable and, and would add value to, to George, if you, if you can't support him financially, which I totally understand if you can't get on Google and give him a rating and review on, on Google local, you know, just go ser- get, on, get on Google maps and search for uh, ser- search for the business Lost coast outfitters on Google in San Francisco. When it comes up, uh, leave a review and leave a good review that helps. And for all your, I do that for all your local shops, wherever, whatever region you're in, that's one way to do it, you know, to help. Cause that'll, that'll actually add value when, when people start wanting to buy again online, they're going to start searching and that work you put in now after this, this episode airs, that work you do for them will help down the road. It'll help them recover totally. that much faster. Well, and thank you guys for, for, uh, having me on too. It's huge help. And, course, and you guys have been generous and, um, really appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm uh, stoked to have you guys as great voice for the community and and to be here. It's it's uh, Thanks, cool man. to see you guys build this thing. It's, it's been incredible. Yeah, we're you know we're we got a we're it's a little slow right now, obviously, but um you know we're we're trying to just be there and and we got we got a really nice note today from I don't know did you see that one on Facebook, Nick that the guy sent us? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just something to the effect that hey, thank you for you know keeping keeping the lights on on the show it's getting, it's helping me get through some pretty dark times and you know, that's why we're doing it. So thank you for, there was one before that a dad said, um, you know, he's like, I, I had given up. I I wasn't fly fishing anymore. You know, I I just was, I was over it. And then my son introduced me to the podcast and and I'm back. I'm back in it. I've never, I've never been having this much fun and I have a lot of, a lot of thanks to you guys. And, just to hear that was like it was kind of it was awesome, very mm-hmm. humbling, but awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. I I said this on the 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 episode that will will have aired. It just aired today, but it'll be for when you guys listen to this, it'll be last week. Um, you know, I think that people are going to be forced to go outside, you know, to get outdoors because there's not much else to do. That's that's kind of safe, quote unquote. And I think that they're going to have some ancillary benefit that they didn't realize was, you know, that they probably forgotten they were getting when they were doing it as a kid and may reconnect them to the outdoors. And I, I expect a sustained bump in the industry because of it. I think that that's what's going to happen. So we'll, we'll see if that plays true, but I think that's what my gut's telling me. I think you're right. I think, um, I mean, I, I think we've we've already been seeing an uptick in people going outdoors. You know, just the the nature of jobs these days are to be sort of sedentary and stuck behind computers and phones and yeah. and conference calls and all that. And so, um, nothing like you said, nothing can really pull you out of a funk like just being outside and whether it's fishing or or whatever it is. Um, you know, it's it's there for you. It's always going to be there. I mean, it's assuming we do our jobs to protect it. But yeah. Um, it's uh I, I think it's here it's not going away it's it'll be here for a long time yeah i think so too well thanks for coming on george um it, how today what can folks do other than if they've if they got some extra money to spend um which you're fortunate if you yeah do, i mean what, i'm, what I'm can not you do? know i'm not asking yeah i'm not asking anybody to uh go out and buy something that they don't want or need or anything like that but i, I think the you know the message that i want to convey is um you know if, if you're going to buy anything fly fishing related 
um, and you consider us your local fly shop, um, I, I would implore you to to buy it from us. You know, at the end of the day, you know, Amazon doesn't need any money. Um, they're going to be fine through all this. They're they're probably actually doing better now uh, than they were before. Um, but you know, spend your money locally. Spend your money. Um, you, you vote with your dollars. So you know, at the end of the day. You know, vote vote for the companies that you want want to stick around, and the people who are giving back to the community, um, and and working hard to make it, and where it'll actually make a difference. Um, I love the idea of the Google review. Uh, I think that's I think that's important. Um, you know, and I'm not I, I don't want to be super I don't want to be selfish and all that. Stuff. You know, I want this to apply to all local businesses because it, it is it is important that our communities are vibrant, employ people. Uh, and are successful and uh, able to give back. Um, it, it, it's it's huge. So, um, yeah, if you're considering making a fly fishing purchase, I, I hope you make it with uh, Lost Coast Outfitters, and um, we'll be here. We'll give you great service, and we'll work really hard for you. Cool, yeah, yeah, to touch on that a little bit, I mean, and almost a little over 10 years ago, we dealt with this last financial crisis, um, and we lost half our fly shops in California. And I don't, you know, I don't think that this, I think we're going to bounce back just as um, aggressive, you know, a little bit more aggressive than that period of time. But um, we can't, going back to what George said in the beginning, we can't lose this service. Just the fact of what they do out of that shop, you know, the fact that we don't have as many of those shops providing that service is is detrimental to the sport. And they're doing so much um, to help us and just walking through the door and asking questions and getting answers without having to spend any money is, is huge. Um, but obviously, you know, definitely support these guys because we don't want to, we don't want to lose any more of them or the, their service because it's invaluable. Oh. Yeah. I, um, I, I want to highlight just kind of two, you know, two other things that, that we work really hard on and, and that's, you know, our local veterans programs, uh, youth programs, um, we work with Barry Youth Fly Fishers, myself and employees all donate time to both of those programs. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, don't get me wrong, it's hugely rewarding. And, um, but, you know, that, that's the kind of things that we do. Um, and with the, you know, we do have any profit, you know, it's not like we're, uh, <laughs> rolling heavy or anything like that. We're, you know, we're, we're, you know, Cal Trout's a huge priority. Um, and giving back to the community, that's, that's where we see, um, that's where we want to add value to and uh, your support helps us do that. And um, yeah, we're, we're really proud to be um, the, the San Francisco Bay area fly shop. Yeah. You guys are killing it. So keep, keep on killing it. <laughs> guess you're doing a good job. Like yeah. Chad was talking about earlier, just really good job. Yeah. And, and the, and thanks Caltrout for, you know, sponsoring us through this time. Um, that's, you know, you, you guys are keeping the lights on. So thank you. One of these days, I want to come on and talk about like steelhead fishing or something. We should do a do a steelhead. Uh, you know, one so one year this was kind of two years ago. I decided I wanted to go to, uh, and this is only because I had a trip to Russia on the books. I, I figured I could go to Alaska, British Columbia, Washington, Oregon, California, and Russia and catch a steelhead in the entire range. <laughs> that was that was a fun uh, a fun adventure. We should we should do a little little challenge. You, did, on that. you did all that in one year. Well, 365 days. Oh, wait, you did that? No. You're not just like uh-huh. saying a bucket list thing? No, no, I did it. Jesus. That's dude. awesome. Yeah. We definitely should. That's, a, yeah. that's a two-hour podcast right there. 
Yeah, that's like a that's like a ben- Benjamin uh, Benjamin Button episode. We're gonna call it. Yeah, exactly. We'll have to we'll have to chat about that. That was a cool. That that's was a cool killer. Thing. Um, yeah. Never, it'll never happen again for me. But um, it was fun to do while I had the opportunity. Yeah, that's killer. Wow. Yeah, we're definitely gonna talk about that, dude. That's cool. That's awesome. All right. All right, guys. Well, hey, I appreciate your time. Uh, huge help course, and man. stay strong. Um, take care of your families and um, Thank you, man. Yeah, we'll we'll get through this. Heads All right. up. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening. If All you right. if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or Google Play or wherever else you get your podcasts. Uh, Nick, are you good? Yeah, sidelines, right. everybody. George, thanks again, brother. Thank you. You good. Special thanks to our sponsors. Without them, this show would not be possible. Like this episode? Leave a review. Grab some gear or become a Patreon supporter. Links are in this episode's description. This show is part of the Barbless Podcast Network. For sponsorship inquiries or general questions, please email fishon at barbless.co. No better, fish better. This has been an AMP Audio Production.